This is Talking Flames, your favorite podcast to get the ins and outs of what's happening with the Calgary Flames and the rest of the hockey world. Join Ryan Hunt and Reese Martin every week to hear some laughs, gaffs, and hot takes about your Calgary Flames. Try to some save, rebound, he yeah! scores! Yeah, baby! Yeah, baby! My kid, Jimmy, has scored! The Flames win it! One nothing! Hello and welcome to Talking Flames, your favorite hockey podcast covering everything you need to know about your Calgary Flames. I'm your host, Ryan Hunt. And I'm Reese Martin. (laughs) Dude, this is insane. So like, we we were planning on taking this week off because, you know, half of the league is taking the week off because of all-star break and everything. And on Wednesday night, that was all thrown against the wall. We're here to talk about a few things that have been going on in Flamesland lately. Um, so yeah, so <laughs> since we since we talked last, um, the Flames have only played one game, and that was against the Blackhawks. Ooh, the Blackhawks! But it—I don't even know if we should say it went well or not. But <sighs> Reese, what happened? So yeah, this game was pretty unremarkable. Uh, Lindholm scored in the second, got his first goal in 24 games. Uh, Marstrom came away with a shutout. We really didn't play fantastic that game, but we got the win versus the Blackhawks. Those have been hard to come by. Marstrom got a shutout. Unremarkable, but we got the victory, so that counts. Yeah, and that officially takes us to All-Star break. And now we're basically like at the halfway point of the season. So like, of course, not looking into the future and not really even looking into the past, just with these 40-ish something games, Reese, how do you feel about this team and the way they're playing? I think we need to make some trades. That's it? Just That's all. You got to make some trades? (laughs) That might be foreshadowing. oh boy yeah okay so yeah like it it was nice to see um markstrom get a shutout in that game i mean he was basically the only player that showed up that game (laughs) but um that's in hindsight um so here we are this is the one thing that made us sit down today so Elias Lindholm. This this came out of absolutely nowhere, by the way. And I even like heard Craig Conroy talking about it, you know, with the media and all that stuff. And by the sounds of it, he didn't even know it was coming either. <laughs> so of course, like for the past few months, you know, Lindholm has been in trade rumors, and of course, like he's he's basically in rental status now because his deal is up at the end of the season, and he's been rumored mainly with the avalanche and that was really Mm -hmm. intriguing because you know there were rumors that you know maybe the flames could try and like pry a bowen byram away from the avs which would be sick um but then it also got really scary because you know like reese said like lindholm was on a massive gold drought and like he only has eight goals on the season so we're so i was thinking like 
like, geez, like, I, I know this guy isn't necessarily a superstar. I think his status is kind of blown up by, you know, the year he played with um, Kachuk and Gaudreau on his wings. Um, but he's still a solid player nonetheless, like a really good, like maybe second line player, right? Um, and I say player because, you know, he can play down the middle. He's been doing that for the past few years with the Flames. But you got to remember, he also played on um, Sean Monaghan's wing along with Johnny um, like years back. So he's versatile. He's he's a good player. But since he was on a bit of a stretch with, I mean, no goals. I mean, assists, yeah, but no goals. Like, that's tough, man. That's really tough. But, oh my God. Craig Conroy. He's a certified chef. He cooked. <laughs> so, oh, doggy, he did. Yeah, so. Elias Lindholm, Wednesday night, was traded to the Vancouver Canucks. In exchange... For Andre Kuzmenko, Hunter Brustevich, Yoni Yermo, those last two are defensive prospects, a 2024 first-round draft pick, and a conditional 2024 fourth-round pick. So, on the surface, Reese, what do you feel? I really, really like this deal for us. I'm going to be completely honest. You know, Lindholm, as you said, his... Stats, his status were inflated by that uh, year that he centered uh, Johnny and Matthew, who were playing like MVP candidates that year. I think he's a, a good second-line center on a championship-winning team, right? He doesn't put up a ton of points, but he's really, really solid defensively. He was exactly, exactly what the Canucks needed uh, to shore up their top six. I know Canuck fans are pretty thrilled. I was getting Lindholm and... Rightfully, they should be. Uh, of course, when he went over, there was no extension in place. But, you know, given the amount of assets they gave up, uh, Vancouver is pretty keen uh, to get Lindholm locked up. So we'll see what happens there. But yeah, I really I really like this return for us. Like, you know, like Kuzmenko, he had that rookie year, came out of nowhere. He had 74 points, you know, 39 goals and 81 games. Looked absolutely fantastic. You know, signed a two-year, $5.5 million uh, contract uh, AV with the Canucks. And this season, you know, it just seemed like him and Rick Tockett didn't see eye-to-eye. Eye. He wasn't getting much playing time, only has 21 points in 47 games. So kind of crazy to think that a guy who scored almost 40 goals last year was essentially a salary dump, not even half of a season after that. But I definitely think this is a guy... You know, he's signed through next year. Uh, if he can get back to, you know, three quarters of what he was last year, that's a a second round pick and maybe a fourth or a fifth round pick. Uh, at the deadline, you know, if he can get back to what he was last year, that's another kind of mountainous haul we could get at next year's deadline. So really excited to see what uh, Kuzmenko can do with the Flames. I think he's going to fit real nice into our top six, you know, uh, he's not going to be outshadowed by, you know, like he was with Brock Besser and Pedersen. So it'd be great to see what he can do. And not to mention, he also waived his um, no movement clause 
to come here. And I think that's the reason why um, the trade like broke a little later in the evening because it took a while to get that no movement clause waived. Yeah, so he had like a 10-team no trade, uh, modified no trade clause. So, and yeah, Calgary, like most all Canadian teams were on there, but it's great to see that, you know, he was willing to waive his clause to come to Calgary because he very easily could have said no and that deal would have been dead or at least would have had to have been reworked without him. So, uh, yeah, really great to see him come over. Uh, as for Brustovich, uh, he was drafted 75th overall in the third round by the Canucks in the most recent NHL draft. And he has popped off in a major way in his draft plus one year. He's playing with the Kitchener Rangers in the OHL, and he's leading all OHL defensemen in scoring with 69 points in 47 games. So, I mean, his projections are saying, hey, like, there's a 50% chance he becomes an NHLer. And, you know, it's always kind of, you look at a guy's draft plus one year production, it's not going to be a guarantee of success, but uh, he was definitely rising up uh, the Canucks draft prospect rankings. You know, he was kind of their best defensive prospect at this point. So for a team like us, who are, we were kind of short on defensive prospects outside of Poirier and Moran, like this is definitely some well-needed solid reinforcement for our uh, defensive prospect pool. And then the last piece, uh, Yoni Yermo, uh, he was drafted 82nd by the Canucks in the 2020 draft. Uh, he's playing up uh, in the Liga in Finland. He hasn't looked fantastic, but, I mean, he's only 21 years old. You know, he's still got some time to develop up there. Maybe he comes and he's a solid AHLer for us. So, But, yeah, obviously not a huge uh, part of the trade return. But, you know, once again, a guy, we'll see how he develops. Maybe he becomes something. Maybe he doesn't, but... I think with the sheer amount of valuable assets we got in this deal for, you know, an expiring guy was having a down season by his standards. I'm I'm thrilled with the, with, with this return, and I'm excited to see what Conroy is going to be able to cook up with our other pending UFAs. I'd also note that uh, it was originally rumored that Chris Tanev was uh, tied up in this deal, but. Uh, it seemed like there were a bit too many moving parts there. So it looks like uh, the Canucks are maybe going to try to take a run at him in a separate deal. Uh, I mean, it's it, it's no secret that Tanev has been heavily, heavily sought after. There's at least 10 teams, you know, Senators, Canucks, Maple Leafs, Kings, all calling Craig Conroy's phone around the clock trying to get this guy. So I definitely think we could also uh, fetch a, you know, Ideally a first, but if not, you know, a second and a fourth. I think that would be great value for Chris Tanev. So looking forward to seeing what Conroy can do with that. Yeah. Couldn't have said it any better myself. And, um, you know, there's been reports that Chris Tanev could be traded um, in the next, like by this weekend, this upcoming weekend. And hell, even like when this podcast goes up, Kristanov could be already gone, and that pains me to say because if y'all know, I have a signed Tanev jersey, so that <laughs> that'll be a sad day for me. But yeah, like taking it back to the trade at hand that actually happened. Oh my god! Um, like I think I made my opinion known. You know, Conroy was in the kitchen, and goddamn, did he cook a five course meal? Holy, um, it was wonderful, and. You know, I, I think 
my confidence in Conroy steering the ship going forward, like it went up exponentially because, you know, I think, um, I, I think all flames fans were, were alongside me when, um, to was traded. We were all like, Oh, Oh God. Um, <laughs> this is his first trade. Okay. And you know, it actually turned out well. And, you know, we had to give him his flowers afterward. Now, with this trade, I mean, there are so many people calling this a flames fleece. And as much as I want to agree with them because, you know, bias, I don't think so. Like, I still think the flames came out on top with this. But, I mean, it all depends what happens in the future, you know? Exactly right. The conditions on that fourth round pick are if the Canucks make the Western Conference final, it becomes the third. And yeah, with the first round pick, you know, if the Canucks crash and burn in the first round, you know, that's going to be late teens. That's going to be fantastic. Of course, you never know uh, how things are going to play out. You know, does Lindholm resign with the Canucks, right? That remains to be seen, but I would not agree that it's a fleece. I would, I would, uh, I would go with you with that one. Like, we got really, really good value for expiring guy who we know wasn't coming back. You know, it sounds like there were pretty much no negotiations between Lindholm and the team once the season started. So he was as good as gone. And uh, Vancouver's got exactly what they need. Like they know their PDO is insanely high this year. They've got Pedersen and, and Heronic RFAs this year. Most of their defense is UFA. So, right, they're going to have a lot of cap issues going forward, which they've had for a very long time now. But, you know, they know this is their probably their best year to go for it for a while because, once again, you never know what the future is going to look like. So I think this is a – the Canucks got their guy. Yeah, they paid a pretty steep price for it. But, you know, that's what you got to do when you're trying to win in the NHL. So I think uh, a good trade for both sides. But I have the feeling, you know, four or five years' time, depending on how things go – we're probably going to look at this one as a as a pretty as a pretty good Flames W for this trade, but really really happy with this trade. Oh yeah, I haven't made it clear already. And both like both Connor and Patrick Alvin, like I think like they they both did this trade masterfully because you know like you said uh you know the Canucks are going all in, which <laughs> if you were to tell me that like a year ago, I would have been like they're going all in what. <laughs> Um, and the flames are preparing for the future. So like, it's, it's, it's a really solid trade, but it could get better for the flames, you know? Exactly. Yeah. It kind of sounds like, you know, like, of course, Connor was, was taking calls on Lindholm throughout the year. It kind of sounds like he maybe kind of stepped up a bit in the last week, you know, uh, kind of rumors of Vancouver being interested, picked up. He kind of offered Lindholm back around to the other team saying, Hey, like, do you have a package that can beat this package? Because, you know, we're kind of getting close to moving here. And yeah, they said at the end of the day, like there was no package that was as enticing as the Canucks. So we simply had to take it. So I love that move. Yeah. Conroy said in an interview that I guess um, he phoned uh, Patrick Elvin Wednesday morning and congratulated him on his new extension because he was extended the morning of that trade. And I guess as they were chatting, Alvin was like, all right, let's get this done. 
because Ooh, I guess in like the I past like week or so, that's when Vancouver like just trampled over all of the other competition. Um, and Conway, like he, he took a very progressive approach, you know, like I guess Alvin made the offer that ended up happening. And then Conroy went to the other teams that were in the running, which, you know, we don't have firm proof of who that is, but he went to the other teams and said, Hey, can you match this? And they all said, basically said no. And then history. <laughs> I mean, like that's what he's supposed to do as a general manager. Like he'd be a pretty bad general manager if he didn't try and for negotiation sake, play those competing teams off of one another. I guess, but I don't know. I, I guess I, the fact that he was open about it, I, I appreciate it. I don't know, but, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but yeah. So like, you know, there's, there's a, there's a bit of um, a level of sentiments toward this trade because, you know, this marks the end of an era, you know, because now we can formally look back and say like, God damn, like, you know, can you believe that we had a core of Mark Giordano, Matthew Kachuk, Elias Lindholm? Johnny Gaudreau and Sean Monaghan. Hell, even some of them were playing on the same line. Like, oh. And it hits me a little bit harder. And I think Reese can testify to this. That, you know, the, the names that I just mentioned. Like, those, those were the guys on the team. Around the time when I started becoming a real Flames fan. You know, mm -hmm, I, mm -hmm. I remember I really started following along with the Flames right around the time Sean Monaghan was drafted, like right around the time when Aginla left, which fantastic time to become a Flames fan. I know. Um, but like they're all gone now. And it's I mean, it's sad. It's the end of an era. But on the on the flip side. It's the beginning of a new one. Right. And I think. We can finally start, we can finally stop worrying that, like, you know, the team is going to let the players dictate what happens. No, that's not happening. We're starting, we're starting to look toward the future. And it's, ugh, I can sleep well at night now. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely fantastic. Exactly. I think that was really, really well said. You know, coming into the year, there was a lot of uncertainty about the future of this team. You know, we really weren't sure what direction we were going to go in. But, you know, given what's transpired in the last 24 hours, what we all know is coming, I'm looking forward. You know, we've got that, we've got that ray of sunshine, a little bit of hope now. And I think, uh, I think we can trust in Craig Conroy to, to steer this ship in the right direction, you know, do right by the fans. Do right by the players. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what he's going to cook up. Yeah. And, you know, kind of like what I was saying earlier, uh, that all plays into, you know, I think our confidence in Conroy steering the ship in the right direction has gone up because, you know, that Sharon Govich trade seemed shaky, his first ever trade, but it turned out really good. And this one was absolutely solid. So you kind of start thinking like, okay, it seems like he, he has a grasp of what he's doing. Not that I thought he was like an absolute idiot and didn't know what he was doing. It's just nice to see that 
you know, all this speculation of, oh my God, are we going to actually resign Lindholm and Hannafin somehow and be in the dumps for a decade? <laughs> no, we're, we're on the way. We're on the way to greener pastures now. And I think, unfortunately, that's going to mean being down in the dumps for a few years. But it's, okay. it's we'll better it. to be down in the dumps for only a few years rather than like, you know, the Oilers in the dark years, you know, <laughs> like an entire decade <laughs> exactly. of just whew, like unexplainable things. Um, so, yeah, I really like I can finally say for the first time in years that I like where this team is going. Finally. I would agree. That's I a weight agree. lifted off the shoulders. Oh, my God. So, yeah. <laughs> Before we start wrapping things up, though, just because, you know, we, we pretty much talked about everything that needs to be talked about. How, oh, my God. How do you feel about seeing Lindholm um, skate out in the NHL All-Star Draft in a Canucks jersey? What the hell? It was weird. It was a bit of a shell shock, but you know what? We we're processing it. We're dealing with it, and we're gonna be okay. Hell, even he seems shell shocked. <laughs> like the way he walked yeah. up, friggin' like he had Tate McRae heartbroken, dude. Like, oh my <laughs> god. And can we can we talk about how, like, okay, as we're talking on Thursday night, like I, I think the um the All Star Draft is still going on or something. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. How how do you feel about it, Reese? Because like, I I I really enjoy that the NHL is bringing back something that's so beloved and you know always trying new things. I think that's great, um because I feel like this format can get super stale super fast if nothing's done about it. But it just it seemed like they took the gimmick of it and just pushed it to its absolute limit with this. You know, like, you know, celebrities were choosing teams and even it seemed like it seemed like Tate McRae did not know what the hell she was doing until it mm-hmm. got to Lindholm where she was like, oh, my God, she, he was just traded for my team. Ah, and it's kind of funny. But but yeah, like how how do you do, do you think it was a hit or do you think it was a miss? I think jury's still out. Like, we'll see how the rest of the weekend plays out. I really, really like that they went back to the fantasy draft format like that was hilarious in 2015 when Ovi <laughs> wanted to get picked last <laughs> yeah. to get the car but yeah I would agree with you the celebrity thing is maybe a little bit weird but you know the all-star game it's a great chance to grow the game you know you bring in those celebrities you get fun moments like Michael Buble tripping on mushrooms in a press conference and yeah you just get some more eyes on the whole weekend that you probably wouldn't get otherwise. So I, I can't complain that the NHL's being bold, trying something new, trying to get more eyes on this league. So, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see how the rest of the weekend goes before we make a final judgment call. And also, how do you feel about our only all-star representative being Harvey the Hound? Yeah, it's a, uh, it's, it's tough. I mean, like I was going to watch the <laughs> all-star weekend anyway, so yeah, like that that whole thing, like I was on cloud nine after the trade dropped Wednesday night. And then I realized, oh, my God, we don't have an all star anymore. We don't have an all star representative. Like, what the hell? 
All, our only representative is our mascot. And the Canucks have six. They have six All-Stars at the All-Star game. That's crazy. Jesus Christ. They are... I hate to say it, but they're a wagon. But I'm praying for their downfall now so this trade turns out all the better. But <laughs> anyway... I think that about wraps it up. So thank you so, so much for listening and your continued support. Be sure to follow us on all of our platforms, which happens to be Amazon Music, Audible, Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at Talking Flames Pod. Over there, we post post-game scores as well as podcast clips. And if there's any issues with... A podcast you know we have to reschedule for last minute things because life happens sometimes we'll post over there like i was fully planning on posting something a thursday night that hey no podcast tomorrow morning because it's all-star weekend and then you know that all hit the wall so here we are (laughs) but for the future you'll be able to find out there if we have to miss a day so yeah that about sums it up any final thoughts from you? Let's go, Flames. All right. We'll see you in the next one.